Inspiration. Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Zig Ziggler wants you to be your best. Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. Today, Zig will introduce to you his friend, John Foppy. John's story will inspire you to do more with what you have. Let's listen together to Zig Ziglar. Your imagination is so important. Your dreams are so important. I met a young man named John Foppy when he and I both were speaking for the Department of Defense out in Colorado Springs a number of years ago. CEOs of the Fortune 500 companies, the Secretary of Defense, and more brass than you've ever seen in your life were all there. This college student stood up and spoke with authority and conviction. His name was John Foppy. John and I since then have become friends. I have been working with John in his speaking career. He speaks all over the world. He's gone skiing in Austria. He is a portrait painter. He's a very talented young man, drives his own car, lives in a three-story house, scrambles his own eggs. And the reason I mention those things is John Foppy was born without arms. John Pfeiffer said to me one time, he said, you know, Zig, if I had the longest, strongest arms in existence, they're still only so high I could reach and so much I could lift. But every day of my life, I encounter more situations where I have to use my creative imagination than the average person encounters in a month. And he said, God has balanced it out. And here's the interesting thing, a minute thing so small that most people might not have even have noticed it is what really spurred all of this into action. His parents were dismayed when their son was born. What on earth can he do? What will we be able to do? How can we help him? And when he was calling around one day, they noticed something about him. There was a toothpick. He was actually a baby, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten months old or whatever. And, you know, he was sitting there actually on the table. And there was a toothpick there, and he reached over with his toes, picked up the toothpick, dipped it in the sugar bowl, and put it in his mouth, and his parents went ballistic. Hope was born at that moment. If this kid can do all of those things at this age, he can learn how to use the rest and do so many other things. A dream for him was born. A dream by them was born. And then John inherited that dream and he's doing so many, many wonderful things. Why is imagination important? And how do you develop one? You keep learning. You keep studying. You keep listening. You keep following through. When you get a big dream, instead of saying, uh, no way, you say, well, why can't I do it? And start exploring the ways that you can do it. And then if you want to really develop that creative imagination, you need to talk to the creator of imagination. Interesting fact. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, who is one of the theologians whom I visit with and ask questions because I do validate it theologically, psychologically, and physiologically. He's also a physicist, a brilliant man. And he said that in the last 500 years, nearly 100% of all of the medical and scientific breakthroughs have come from the Judeo-Christian community. Nearly 100%. Why would that be? Very simple. Uh, Psalm uh, 25, the 16th verse, says, God makes us his confidant. 
I'm going to let you in on things that other people don't have access to because you're my kid. I'm going to let you in on some things. And then uh, we read also that God sent the Spirit to teach us. And, of course, there's the other thing. We're given the mind of Christ. Now, you put all that together, then it gets easy to understand why is it that all of those things take place. Well, I want to put this on a kind of a daily basis and bring it into another area. Let me tell you why regular worship service is important. This is a study that was done and reported in the Dallas Morning News. And this report says that whether you go to the temple, the mosque, the synagogue, or the church. What you do with regular worship attendance is you're saying, I don't have all the answers. I believe there is a God. 96% of the people in America believe there is a God. I believe there is a God that might have some answers I don't have. I think I'll go down and find out what it's all about. Well, regardless of which one you go to, regular worship service attendance reduces suicide, drug and alcohol abuse, crime, out-of-wedlock births, and divorce. The families that go there are happier and healthier. They have a lower rate of depression, higher self-esteem, longer and happy marriages. And can you believe what they put in the Dallas Morning News? Better sex. Uh, I'm telling you folks, it ain't a bad deal. It ain't a bad deal. (laughs) You put all of that together, it really is not. But here's another interesting fact. The families that worship together earn an average of $1,100 a month more than those who do not. And I know all of the old hackneyed saying, I don't go to church because ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites down there. You know, I've never said it, but I've been tempted to to tell them, don't let that stop you, friend. Come on down. We got room for one more. Uh, and besides that, if a, if a hypocrite stands between you and God, that just means a hypocrite's closer to God than you are. Now, that ain't a good position to be in. Now, you, of course, know what a hypocrite is. That's a fellow that gripes and complains about the sex, nudity, and violence on his VCR. Now, that's a hypocrite. Okay. So, worship. Now, let me talk about creativity. I have a book. It's called Secrets of Closing the Sale. There's one segment in that book that has 71 pages in it. And the title of that segment is The Heart of the Sale. I got the idea from three paragraphs I had read. Now, I've been selling since I was eight years old. I sold newspapers, vegetables, and so forth on the streets of Yazoo City, Mississippi. I've been selling and training all of my life, you might say. So I had a huge backlog of information on selling. Let me say it again. The more prepared you are, the more founded you are in whatever it is that you do, the more valuable the new information becomes. So I expanded that into 71 pages. Learn your profession, whatever your choice is. Learn it, every single thing you can about it, because at that point, when the people who don't believe in dreams would say, hey, this guy knows it all, you realize that's when you become the student. That's when you begin to learn. I do a lot of speaking, as I think most of you who are listening to me now know. A lot of speaking. I make the same talk because I change audiences more than I do speeches. I make the same talk several hundred times. I will speak to Hewlett Packard on the first day of this month. 
I will use 90% of the material that I have used hundreds and hundreds of times. I will customize it as I weave in the information and make it applicable to exactly what they're doing. I spent an hour on the telephone with them just the other day getting what their objective for me is. But on a regular talk, a public seminar that I've made all those hundreds of times, I will still spend from three to five hours preparing for the next talk. Now, why do you do that? Number one, I think it's arrogant for a speaker to stand up and say, well, I've done this one so many times I can spit it out. No problem. Uh, Arrogance, that's when Buster Douglas knocks out Mike Tyson. That's when the number 20 rated team beats the number one rated team. I go over it because there's a great deal at stake. We have a responsibility in whatever we do to give it our absolute best. I leave absolutely nothing laying on the table because I know that one day I will make the last talk I will ever make. I don't want to have to look back and say, you know, I could have done it better. I'm not always at my best. I always try to give my best. Because the sweetest sleep on earth is when you can lay down at night after you've looked yourself in the mirror and said, today I gave it my best shot. God has given us so much ability, experience, opportunity. We need to capitalize on that with our dreams and with our imagination, with our commitment, with our courage. We need to put it all together and we need to use that information to the benefit of others. Clearly understanding that, yes, you really can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. You'll have lots of friends. You can end up being happier and healthier, more prosperous, more secure. Have more friends, greater peace of mind, uh, and the hope that the future is even going to be better. And if you do all of these things, you not only will love, but you will be loved because, you see, you're the right kind of person doing the right thing and your view from the top is going to get better all the time. Buy these ideas because when you do, I will definitely be able to say, welcome to the top. The view is magnificent and look at all the people you brought with you. That's what makes it so beautiful. Do that and then you will say, I've had a richer, better, more fulfilled life. That's what's important. Thank you. And God bless you. Using your imagination and your creativity, teamed up with constant learning, will help you to become all you can be. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.